Hey, this is Anne, and welcome to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. Today's episode, I am on the go, and you might actually hear, but I'm not sure if you do, a little waterfall in the background. No, I'm not on a tropical island. I'm actually in Napa in California. My family and I took a road trip down here this week, and we're just enjoying a little bit of sun, nothing too fancy. We're, we decided to stay in Napa and then go in and out of San Fran as we wanted. And anyway, so this is one of my trying to make my work as easy as possible and fit into my life in a way that, well, it just keeps it fun. So today's episode was also recorded on the go. However, not this week. It was recorded a few weeks ago. And it's simply my top sales strategies or the top sales strategies that you have likely seen and witnessed and experienced on various launches and the ones I don't like and that I probably won't use or I'm not currently using myself and why. Some of them are very personal and you might think they're kind of silly why I'm not using them. But then I'm going to also share with you the ones that I do like to use. So sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. And I love to hear from you. (laughs) Right now, I'm just going to sit here on this bench, look into this little watery area (laughs) at my hotel, and uh, I'll let you get to the show. Take care. Now let's talk about seven sales strategies that uh, are used during launches. Four of them are ones you'll never see me do and why. And the last three are the ones that I choose to use on a regular basis. So first and foremost, uh, all of these, I don't have a problem necessarily with people doing them because I think that if they work for your business and they work for your audience, then great. I just have a very specific point of view on these because I'm coming from the perspective of a customer who's not really like them, the experience of them. And then also from the business owner who didn't really have a great experience using them myself. So first of all, the the first want sales strategy that I often see people using are upsells or downsells. And the one that I have issue with, the one that I take issue with are the direct upsells and downsells. I actually don't think that it's a great idea to, I mean, I know that yes, you can get more money right off the bat. If someone has just spent money, there's a good likelihood that they will be willing to spend a little bit more right when they first purchase from you. However, I'm not, I'm just not a fan of these. Uh, perhaps because they've worked too well on me in the past, perhaps not. But upsells in general are, for those of you who don't know, it's It's basic, and you know it because you've experienced it before, but an upsell is something that an offer that is made after the primary offer has been accepted. So say you order a product, say you order a hamburger and someone says, would you like fries with that? So that is an upsell that kind of happens before you pop your money up. It gives you that choice. And I actually do, if there's a type of upsell I like, it's that one right there before you've actually put your money up. There's another one that happens just after the transaction has been made where they already have your credit card info and they ask, now that you've, now you've purchased this, would you like this? So those two are a little bit wonky to me. 
and I'm not really that into them. And as of yet, I have found, I haven't found a great way to use them myself. That doesn't mean that you can't do that. That doesn't mean that you can't do an upsell at some point in your sales cycle. And for instance, I actually like making an offer after a program is finished and saying like, you know, hey, you've just finished this. How'd you like to do this? Number two, certain types of promos like tax sales, birthday sales, even sometimes pay what you want sales, they kind of freak me out. I don't know why, but I just don't like them. Maybe it's because I find it very difficult to be very uh, honest or straightforward when offering them. It's like, I don't want to create this whole story around why I'm having a tax sale or a birthday sale. It's never felt right for me to offer those. Obviously, I have a birthday and I have a birthday coming up and I could totally offer one of these, but I just, it just doesn't feel great. I don't want to link those two kinds of those personal things up. In a tax sale, I know people who do those and I'm thinking, really? That works? But, you know, for me, it's got to feel okay from an integrity level and that's why I don't use those. Um, another type of sales strategy that I see often, and this is for three and four, have to do with fake or faked or manufactured types of things. And fake doesn't necessarily mean someone's doing it to be like somehow nefarious or something. But when you create a fake scarcity, like why would a digital product ever be faked? If there's only so many hours in your day and so you only have 10 spots, then that isn't faked. But if you say there's only 10 more spots left in the program, I always think, well, why? Why are there only 10 more spots left in your do-it-yourself program? So I, I always have a hard time making sense of that. And for me, there's an honesty level that I have to always, uh, something that I have in myself that has to sit right before I make the offer out. By the same token, there's also a fake urgency that sometimes people can can put in. And I think the only urgency, I do think it's important to have urgency. So when you, and, and if you do really have scarcity, those are great, great ways to get people to make their decisions. Now, fake urgency is like, we're closing tomorrow night. Well, why? Um, you know, unless you're surrounding it with, let's say, a Black Friday sale or maybe the class is starting on the Monday, those are real urgent urgency and time-based reasons to limit the enrollment period. Uh, also, I know that this, I haven't seen this often in the past couple of years, but people often have fake close dates, which is just weird to me. It's like, just close or don't close. Don't, you know, I have seen people reopen for reals, but fake closes, just they just don't sit well with me. So as you can see, the main theme with these sales strategies that really don't sit well with me are the ones that I just can't, I have to communicate in a way that is honest and is really, and that's the only way that I actually feel good about what I'm doing in my business. I just can't have this fake anything. Um, and 
I'd much rather be very upfront. And so this is like, it's a values-based thing. It doesn't mean that my values are somehow better than your values, because if you can make sense of it in your head, in your heart, how you run your business, great, do it. And I understand that sometimes sales are sales and doesn't have to be attached to any specific date. You might just decide, I'm having a sale this week. And if that's your sale, then maybe that's not fake. So for me, I have a hard time figuring out uh, for myself how to use those in a way that feels right. So the three that I use that have worked well for me on my launches, different types of promotions, growing my list, etc., cetera, um, are pretty much very straightforward. One, number five then on this sales strategy list is packages or levels because I like giving a choice to people. I like people being able to choose what they want. Sometimes I will do a promotion where for a short period of time, I will allow people to upgrade to that upper level because I want them to know that that choice might be there at some point. And that is okay with me. Uh, so I like offering different package levels, different levels in general, and because I like giving people choice. Um, the next one that I really love are free webinars, free calls, because it gives people a clear taste of what it's like to work with you and work with me. I like that. And actually, I don't even care if they're paid webinars. I think paid webinars are just as great. Chris Brogan has been doing $20 webinars, and I think that's brilliant because it gets you, the viewer, to tune in live. And I tuned in live, the, the few that I went to at the end of 2014. So to give people a taste and to get people used to learning from you, I think those webinars are great. Um, by the same token, as far as a taste, I think people need a taste sometimes in order to make their decision. But you still do need to give them that choice. You do need to find ways of building in urgency and scarcity or those other decision-making kind of psychological tools but a sample lets people think they're, and, and they are, lets people in on getting a piece of what they're going to pay for. So it's almost like a trial. So a sample can also be a trial. It gives people the opportunity to really get in there, check things out, and then make their decision. So the decision-making part, though, is going to have to be probably a very psychological Base, you know, that's how you're going to have to figure it out is psychology is figuring out, do people want a sample of what you're doing? Do people want, what kind of sample? Do people want a different type of package? How can you suggest to them a specific type of package? Um, so I'm just going back through these and you just have to, besides me and besides asking me what I think is a, a good way to sell your launch, I think that it's more important to ask your potential customers and potential clients and potential students. It's them who you have to be thinking about. Will this sit well with them? And that does it. 
that wraps up this mobile on-the-go episode of the Fearless Launching Show. Thanks again for listening. And if you're not already subscribed, please head over to iTunes at ansamoylove.com forward slash FLS. And you can get these episodes delivered straight to you every time they go live. Thanks again. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I'm really I'm really excited that I get to share with you my little insights and tidbits every single week. So hope this one was worth the wait. Hopefully it was short and sweet and to the point. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Have a great one.